I'm Jared Dillian, and welcome to the Be Smart Podcast, where we talk about how not to be an idiot with your money, because there is a lot of that going around. Plenty of opportunities to be an idiot with your money. I was shopping for some flights over the weekend, and very... <laughs> got a very interesting personal finance question out of this. I even asked it on Twitter and I got hundreds of replies on Twitter. Very interesting stuff. So I'm flying from Myrtle Beach to Nashville in a couple of weeks. So I pulled up the flights and there's a bunch of different tickets and I could get coach tickets for 300 bucks or first class tickets for 500 bucks. And I looked at that and I said, that's, I mean, those are cheap first class tickets. I mean, that's about, it's about as cheap as it gets. So what did you do? This is an insanely complicated question. There are a lot of factors. It depends on your income. It depends on how long the flight is. It depends how tall you are. Depends how fat you are. It depends on your net worth. It depends on a lot of things. Now I'm six feet tall, a little taller than average, but I have no problems flying a coach and I'm also fat. But I'm not so fat that I can't fly coach. My ass can fit in the seat, no problem. So I'm fine with coach. I do it all the time. Now, for me, this is a business trip. It's a business expense. So if you think about it, an extra $200 is really only an extra 120 bucks. So for an extra 120 bucks, it's kind of a no-brainer. I mean, it's just a much better experience. Now, I'm flying from Myrtle Beach to Nashville. It's not a nonstop. I fly from Myrtle Beach to Charlotte and then Charlotte to Nashville. The Myrtle Beach to Charlotte flight is about 30 minutes. The Charlotte to Nashville flight is about 90 minutes. It's not a cross-country flight. Still, when I travel, I like to get work done on my laptop, and it's a lot easier if I'm in first class. And even if I only get an hour's worth of work done, it's important. I just have more room to work with. But holding everything else constant, this is the question I asked on Twitter. How much money should you make before buying those first class tickets? Before you spend an extra 200 bucks, how much, what should your income be? What should your income be before you buy those tickets? My answer is I would say you would have to be making about three or $400,000 a year before you do that. Now, if you're making $400,000 a year, that's five basis points of your income. It's five one-hundredths of a percent, which is something you can do easily. And it all comes down to your mentality. And what I mean by that is, if I asked you, is $200 a lot of money? Right? Just, just an open-ended question. Is $200 a lot of money? You know, $200 is a lot of money to a lot of people. I mean, that's, you know, if, if you had a wallet... They had $200 in it and you lost it, you'd probably be pretty upset. But at the same time, it's like one trip to the grocery store. It's one trip to Target. I mean, it's kind of not a lot of money. I mean, if you if you make $60,000 a year, you make about $200 in one day. It's a day's work. So it's it's not nothing. But in the grand scheme of things, it's really not a lot of money. Think about this. When you buy a house, your closing costs are going to be thousands of dollars. Okay, $200 doesn't even make a dent. I mean, in your mortgage, you know, if you have an average house, three, $400,000 house, $500,000 house, you get a mortgage, the interest on your loan is probably 900 or 1000 bucks a month. 
$200 is not that big of a deal. Mr. Money Mustache talked about how $10 is a big deal, how you save money $10 at a time, making pizza, all that shit. That's the dumbest stuff I've ever heard in my life. You better be tipping valets 10 bucks, okay? We have created a nation of cheap fucks. I mean, if you make, let me let me put it this way. If you make a million dollars a year, if, if you're, that's your W-2 income is a million dollars a year, I hope you are buying those first class tickets. It's a no-brainer. If you make $300,000 a year, it's something fun you do once in a while. You buy first class tickets in a goof, you spend an extra 200 bucks, and it's great, you know? It's a luxury, and you have to decide what luxuries are acceptable and which ones are not. Now, for what it's worth, I don't fly first class all the time. You know, lots of times I fly coach. I do get upgraded a lot because I have status. But in situations like these where first class isn't much more, I, I just I just pay the extra 200 bucks. There is also the issue of getting airline points or miles. But this should never be a factor in your decision because, as I have said before, most people don't use the points. They end up not using the points and they just expire. The other thing you have to think about with this is if you get first class tickets, you're going to get free bags. You're going to get to choose your seat. You're going to get to board first. I mean, it's that you might you might get lounge access like all of this comes with the first class tickets. So for 200 bucks, it's it's a no brainer as long as you're making three hundred thousand dollars a year. Now, the best time to fly first class is for long international flights, but those are super expensive, okay? I mean, if you wanna fly San Francisco to Tokyo, you can spend 10,000 bucks on first class tickets. I'm not gonna do that. I mean, long flights are miserable. They're very hard, you know, but for 8,000 bucks, I can put up with being miserable. I would rather spend 8,000 bucks on clothes or vacation or pretty much anything except an unpleasant experience that lasts 12 hours. That's not what I want to spend my money on, you know. So, you know, even though I'll spend 200 bucks going to Nashville, I'm still a cheap fuck at heart. I mean, to me, 8,000 bucks is a lot of money. I can buy a lot of clothes for 8,000 bucks, and I'm not going to pay that for a 12-hour experience, especially when I'm just going to go to sleep. I did fly first class on some international flights when I was at Lehman, and it was amazing. I flew nonstop from New York City to Zurich and then London to New York City on the way back, all first class, amazing. But crucially, somebody else was paying. There's restaurants like that, too. There's like these super expensive restaurants. I'm like, you know, I'll go there if... It's, you know, if it's if it's a business dinner, like if somebody else is paying, but I'm not going to pay for that myself. Good example of that is Del Frisco's in New York City. It's very overpriced. I mean, the food is good. It's a cool experience, but I'm just I'm not going to go there myself. One of the things that Mr. Money Mustache tells you about luxuries is that they can be addictive. OK, so let me tell you a story. Back in 2012, after my first book came out, I wanted to take a fancy vacation. I'd never taken a fancy vacation before. So I got a travel agent, and I went to Turks and Caicos, and I stayed at the Gansevoort in Turks and Caicos. It's no longer the Gansevoort. It's called the Weimar. 
Now, up until that point, the most I had ever spent on a hotel room was maybe $200 a night. Okay, this place was $600 a night and I get there and I go in the room and it's the most incredible hotel room I've ever seen. And I got to tell you, after that, I really had no desire to stay in a $200 hotel room, but I still do it. I still do it. A lot of times when I go to New York, I stay at this place called The Pod. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard of The Pod, but it is what it sounds like. It's teeny tiny rooms. They're like pods. And it costs about $130 a night. And if you can go there in the off season, in the dead of winter, it costs about $70 a night. And the rooms are clean. They're nice. The bed is comfy. And it's a great location. It's right near Grand Central. And it's it's a great experience. I have also heard that the pod is a popular spot for extramarital affairs because it's cheap and people go in there and do their business and leave, which brings up the whole question about Hotel rooms are really gross. (laughs) Like You have no idea what was going on in that hotel room before you got there. I just I just try not to think about it. The other thing about flying first class is you like you walk on the plane. Let's say you have a coach ticket. You walk on the plane and you got to walk through first class to get to the back of the plane. And there's all these assholes in first class and they're looking at you and you're looking at them and you're like, what a bunch of rich assholes these people are. Actually, usually that's not the case. Most of the people who end up in first class actually got upgraded. Not, I would say less than 50% actually paid for the ticket, okay? They get upgraded. And now a point of etiquette. If you are bringing a toddler or two toddlers on a plane, please sit and coach. Even if you have the ability to buy first class tickets, Don't buy first class tickets. Go sit in the back of the plane by the toilet, okay? Just go sit in the back of the plane with your kids so you don't bother anybody. Because if you buy buy first class tickets and you're sitting there and kids are freaking out and they're screaming, it's totally going to ruin it for everybody who paid like 800 bucks to be in first class. It's just bad etiquette. And while we're talking about etiquette, don't bring the screaming toddlers to an airport lounge. It's not a kiddie playground. The reason people go in the airport lounge, they pay 600 bucks a year to get in the airport lounge so it's quiet, so they can relax, so they can work, so they can get stuff done. And you bring in this chaos and noise pollution into the lounge. It's terrible, you know? God. I can also say that even though I get tickets and coach about half the time, I never sit in the back of the plane. I never sit in the back of the plane next to the toilet. You sit in the back of the plane. What happens is you pull up and and you're disembarking. You're not deplaning. Deplaning is not a word. It's not a word. Don't say deplane. It's disembark. People disembark. It takes you like 20 minutes to get off the plane. It takes forever. So I don't sit in the back. I sit in the front. So back to the question, what income level does it take to spend an additional $200 on a first class ticket? to say 300 grand. Okay, and it's not something you do all the time. It's something you do once in a great while on a goof just for a nice luxury, maybe it's a special vacation whatever. But if you can get first class tickets for 200 bucks, it's really not a bad deal. And the goal here, the goal is to work your ass off and make more money so that you can buy first class tickets all the time. We all have to have goals. You've been listening to the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jared Dillian. See you next time.